Well, welcome back, Ollie. It feels like it's been an age since I've seen you. That's not because it has been an age since I've seen you, but it's because I don't see you at the gym anymore. And because lockdown is making a day seem like 10. <laughs> it's great to, to see you again. Welcome, everybody, to the CrossFit Buff podcast. So as you can see, I'm here with Ollie once again. I'm Jason, if you didn't know, because maybe you've just uh, tuned in today because you're intrigued to see if Ollie's going to say anything about current CrossFit climate. Well, before we get to that, we're going to have a very quick warm-up because I, I think the longer the warm-up is today, the more annoyed people are going to be. Ollie, I've done a special kids edition of the warm-up for you. You're already a father, but now you're like a father times three, right? So I'm sure that hasn't made your life any more complicated than it already is at the moment with everything going on in the world of CrossFit. A couple of nice little warm-up questions for you. Most annoying children's cartoon character? I think he's called Boba. He's like a crazy little Russian doll, like known. For, I don't even know what he is. And also, they what they're obsessed with these things called oddbods, and they don't they don't speak it. They, you know, they just make noises and you, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So then you could tell I'm quite quite passionate about that. You know, I don't mind the kids watching TV, but I just don't see any benefit to them watching those chan- those programs. They they literally make them wild. So my brother was in the room with us once when I was there with his brother-in-law. So we've both got kids and my brother doesn't have kids and they could not believe how impassionate our, our conversation was becoming about these kids cartoon characters <laughs> and how furious I was getting. They are, they are getting into, we, we got the Disney channel, um, Disney plus recently, which is amazing. And they're slowly coming around to like the Marvel cartoons and stuff. So I'm enjoying that. And uh, I'm weaning them onto the films and stuff. And we've probably watched, during lockdown, we've probably watched every single classic Disney um, cartoon, like film, like Blockbuster, which has been awesome. Yeah, I'm with you. We've got it as well. Supporting, supporting Disney. Mm, interesting. Could be, could, be, <laughs> could be perceived as controversial. Yeah, oh, yeah mate. Yeah. yeah. Here's another one for you then. So what is the snack that is in your house for the kids that you are most likely to help yourself to? Do you know, this is really boring, but I'm always forever. We'll make them like little um, fruit bowls and stuff. And I'm forever just like, you know, I'll sit next to one of them and be like, can I, can I have a piece? And then, you know, they're like, yeah. And then before you know it, I'm kind of like eating half the, <laughs> so that's really boring. And toast, actually, I, I, I always still like, a, I will always cut their toast into like, quarters and i'll always steal a quarter of toast basically like it just looks too good with like some peanut butter and some butter on or something like so so when they grow up to be really bad at maths it's because you've been constantly stealing quarters from them and they've never quite understood what a hole is yeah i, I agree with you boring answer but it's fine here's an interesting one then final warm-up question so you know you're, you're going to treat megs once lockdown is finished you're going out on a, a lovely date night which crossfit games athlete mm. are you choosing to babysit for you and why mm, good one i'm just going to say first person that comes to head Jacob hepner just because i think it'd be so much good fun and like you know you would uh you would give him a run for their money he's he's a, he's a big kid himself and i think he would do uh i think he'd be a lot of fun with them so he'll, he'll make me look really bad because they'll come home and think i'm incredibly i'll come home and They'll think I'm incredibly boring in comparison, but I'm I'm sure there's other people if I thought about it properly. But yeah, he's the first one that comes just from a fun perspective, I guess. Well, yeah, I'm intrigued if Megs would make the same call. Uh, <laughs> and I'm also wondering if your kids would come back with the same number of eyes and limbs as they had when they began. But OK, it's a good it's a good answer. I asked the question. You gave me a good answer. All right. Thanks, everyone, for sticking around, because <laughs> now we're going to talk about things that probably people are interested in. 
So, Ollie, obviously, we we introduce you, you know, constantly on the podcast as one of the owners of CrossFit Bath. We've also spoken to you in your capacity as uh, with your involvement um, with Sid, and so strength in depth and, and directing that and, and all the work you do uh, for a, a sanctioned event. What we've never really addressed is your role as country manager in the UK for CrossFit. Uh, and I suppose because that's quite a kind of behind the scenes job that's not been, you know, I mean, you're doing a lot of work. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Don't get offended. But it's not been something that perhaps people have been that intrigued about what's going on behind the scenes with the affiliate owners. Uh, you know, they're more concerned about their box and perhaps what that one's doing. And they usually know. But for some reason, at the moment, I think people are quite intrigued as to what's going on behind the scenes at CrossFit. And, and you know, it's going to be interesting to have a little bit of an insight with the UK. Um, so I suppose very briefly for anyone who doesn't know, I think every you know majority of people do know. So CrossFit former CEO and founder and inventor and creator Greg Glassman put out some tweets, some emails, extremely controversial. People have made their stance very clear on whether or not they support or don't support this. And over the weeks, additional things have come out that has again sort of fractured, divided, split a little bit the community. We're not really in a position to to dissect what he said, what was said. I don't want to, you know, push anybody in any direction. Uh, you know, the information is out there. Go find it, make your own informed decision. That's not what what we're here to do. But we kind of wanted to look at what's going on now, what's going on in the future, and the direction of a CrossFit Bath, uh, because you know that's our local affiliate, and then in your capacity as a country manager in the UK, what you've seen going on, what's happening to the community in the UK and, and globally, uh, and, you know, kind of where do you see, see things heading? Um, I hope that's clear and that makes sense to people. Uh, and if they were hoping for some hot takes and some uh, extreme impassioned uh, ramblings and anger, that's, that's not what we're going to do. This is hopefully going to be a nice, calm and collected discussion. So, Ollie, first of all, CrossFit Bath, yep. what's going on? De-affiliating, not de-affiliating? Uh... 100% being a CrossFit affiliate. I don't know whether it is worth, Jace, just uh, obviously we, you've alluded to what's happened. Maybe we just, we just you know, let, let's not be around the bush. The tweet was in response to one of the health organisations who's tried to model um, COVID-19 and its response to COVID-19. And, and Glassman, who was the, the founder of CrossFit, was very critical of them and how they've they've done that. And, you know, he's massive advocate of science and, and accurate science. And he felt like that hasn't been done well. And, and this organization then uh, put out a tweet saying they were going to try and uh, approach the racism, I guess, issue. And they were going to try and model that. And he wrote a distasteful insensitive kind of tone deaf tweet saying of like flawed 19 basically like you screwed up how we responded to COVID-19 now you're going to try and attempt racism and there was a huge backlash to that so that was the that was the biggest issue right I think CrossFit also got some criticism with their uh, approach just to um, and their response to Black Lives Matters as well they didn't address it directly and they got some criticism for that. That was actually before Glassman's tweet came out. So Glassman's tweet kind of added fuel to that fire. The fact they, you know, and, and, and the narrative is 
if you've not come out and said something, then that you're silent. You're using your silence as a weapon to say that you don't support Black Lives Matters. Um, we won't go into whether we agree or don't agree with that. And you know, so his tweet was the timing of his tweet couldn't have been worse. And and obviously that that set off a chain reaction of of negative. Um, that then was followed up with a an email he responded. An, an affiliate owner in the state sent him a Glassman an email. Um, explaining how she was dissatisfied with um, how CrossFit had handled the situation. Glassman just didn't beat around the bush with his uh, response. Uh, it was probably an emotional response and he probably could have been a little bit more, well, he could have, he should have been probably a little bit more, I don't know what the word is, you need to help me with this one, Jake. Tactful. Yeah, tactful maybe. But, uh, but there's some history of them too anyway. And he was, he, he was, he was writing openly with a person that he trusts and, and, and has exchanged many emails and debates with before in the past. So that's kind of what has got us today. And then there has subsequent, there's all sorts of stuff that's trying to come out of the woodwork, et cetera. I think what the reason why I just wanted to, you know, those are the facts, that's what's happened. Um, one thing from my own personal perspective and my own kind of you know, interaction with Greg Glassman is he is an incredibly generous man. He is not a racist man. You know, I, categorically, he is not, he is not racist. Um, and he's only ever been good to me. And, you know, we cannot we cannot deny what he's done for um, not just CrossFit but the fitness industry in general. And we, you know, one man's bad actions, and they were, you know, it was insensitive and it was, you know, it was incredibly wrong. And he has come out and said he's he's sorry. Shouldn't shouldn't undermine all the good work that CrossFit have done over the last fifteen years. And I think that's a really important thing to 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 get across to kind of frame, I guess, the conversation moving forward. Like CrossFit have done a huge amount for. For society in general and um, yes they're not perfect and they make mistakes from time to times but we all do right and um, you know we, we, we're learning from those we've learned the hard way from those mistakes and now it's a case of uh, uh, taking those lessons and, 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 and you know moving forward and, and, and yeah improving on what was already you know an amazing community thus far so yeah I guess I mean when you talk of of the community and, and I think this is something kind of to keep in mind is that there's a lot of people, uh, you know, locally. I mean, again, if we just look at it on a local level, um, when you look at the the membership of CrossFit Bath, for example, there are people that know everything about Greg Glassman, the games, the athletes, uh, the way CrossFit works, the history. And there are people that the only thing they know about CrossFit is what they have seen and experienced firsthand at Bath. So that yeah. is their their scope. And it's understandable that someone in that situation is going to react differently to somebody who is in, you know, in the situation where they've known, known everything. It's understandable that someone like yourself, who has spoken with, with Glassman face to face, will react differently to somebody who's only ever seen videos and interviews or had the odd email. Uh, you know, a 13 year affiliate owner will react differently to a two year affiliate owner. And at, I guess at no point are we is anyone really in a position to say that was the right response and that was the wrong response like you can only really control yourself right so your response is right for you or at least you think it is and you might change your mind down the line you know as you said more and more things come out so someone may have reacted one way with the first bit of news but when the second or third bit of news trickled down they decided to change direction make it make you know a change and and that should also be accepted right um it's it seems very easy to jump on and criticize people and obviously there's a lot more going on behind the scenes as well because each 
you know, person making a decision, yes, they're making a decision based on their principles, on how they feel about the situation and what they believe. But I suppose at the same time, what you know, how they're feeding their family, the obligations that they feel they have towards maybe their coaches or other people, people they've borrowed money from, like who knows what is motivating people to make their decisions. So I just think before anybody jumps on and starts to uh, criticize or, or mention, you know, the decision you're making or what you're not doing, uh, it's just good to kind of have that, that concept in mind, right? That we all make our own decisions and, and you've got to do what's right for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, for those that don't know how CrossFit is structured, I guess, as a company, it's a very lean um, company with a, an executive team of five or six people. You know, ultimately, CrossFit have two important verticals. They have um, training. So they train trainers. They have, you know, seminar staff and they do up to 10, 12, 15 seminars every weekend around the world, trying to develop the best coaches and also affiliation models. So CrossFit Bath, we're an affiliate of CrossFit. We pay a small fee every year to be cross a CrossFit gym. The methodology is is free to use. It's out there, you know, people can come onto our website and do CrossFit, right? Um, but what we're not allowed to do is use the brand, unless you're an affiliate um of crossfit you're not allowed to use the brand so you're not allowed to use the name you're not allowed to call it crossfit etc so so that's kind of basically the structure i guess and what crossfit what greg um, and crossfit have done over the years is they've encouraged every gym to have their own autonomy and they've encouraged the gyms to have their own personality and build their own values and build their own type of community and so the beauty of CrossFit is every gym you walk into is has a slightly different personality, a slightly different feel, you know, slightly different twist on the programming. But one thing, you know, that is always the same is that community aspect when you go into a gym and the welcomeness and the inclusivity um, that you experience and um, that shared that shared kind of not pain, but su- suffering that you go through, which kind of brings everyone together and tightens everyone together. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, again, a bit more context to CrossFit and how it's structured, but then also to your point, you know, that because every gym owner has a decision whether they want to be aligned with CrossFit and what, what this opportunity, what this has done is given gym owners and affiliate owners an opportunity to really look inside uh, their self um, and their community and really dive into what their values are and what they believe and you know if if it's not aligned with CrossFit the brand and what, what the direction where CrossFit are going then you probably shouldn't be an affiliate you know it doesn't make sense because then you're you, you're not you won't feel comfortable in your own skin like you just, it's not, if there's no alignment then, then it doesn't, doesn't make sense and they can still have their community and they can still run their gym and they still operate their gym and just not call it CrossFit and, and obviously I'm not encouraging people to do that but it doesn't make them a bad person if they're doing what's right by their, their community and by their own morals and their own, their own values no one should be judged by that you know there should be no judgment you should people should be encouraged to do what, what is right by them as a person and, and I guess that's not anything new because we you've seen that in the past you know certain certain gyms that sort of really had their own community to the point that it kind of exploded out into, you know, more and more people searching them out more for their name than for the CrossFit name. Does that make sense? You know, so they know, well, this one's programming is good and other gyms start using it. And and then, you know, at a certain point they felt, you know what, we don't need to be CrossFit anymore. Actually we're doing our own thing and that's working for us and they've stepped away. It's something you've seen happen in the past. And 
as you said, if that's what they feel comfortable doing. Yeah, people are ambitious and they maybe want to be, people are ambitious and at some point they want to build their own brand and they might find that actually being a CrossFit gym limits them to expand and, and do more. And and so okay, fair enough. Like you've used the CrossFit brand to elevate you to a point where you were at. And then you don't you don't need that brand. But I think those people should be encouraged to, you know, always recognize what CrossFit has done for them. Right. You know, and, and how CrossFit has given that opportunity and got them to, to, to a place where they can break off on their own. You know, from, from our perspective, we 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 owe a lot to CrossFit and um, we believe in a methodology. And when we when we you know, we're in a we're in a we're in a privileged position because we affiliated so long ago that when we started CrossFit was in really a business proposition. We were just doing it because we wanted to be more bit part of a collective and part of a global community and be part of something that you know was challenging the status quo when it came to fitness and how it should be you know how it should be delivered and 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 the, and the methodology etc and you don't need to run on a treadmill and you know for an hour and then do bodybuilding for another hour like you could come in you could do a one for 10 minutes and you know you could it's a it's a gpp program at the end of the day that develops all your fitness rather than just aesthetics and you know it's um there's it was so much more than just like a business proposition for us. Like, like I said, it wasn't really a business proposition for us because CrossFit, nobody knew what CrossFit was. Whereas you know, I think over time, lots more gyms have come on board because they've just seen it as just a business proposition. And those are the people that are probably are deaffiliating now because they're, they're kind of doing it for the wrong, the wrong reasons, right? Um, and, uh, you know, it's, everyone, everyone's line in the sand is very different. And you're right. This is the, People have had frustrations with CrossFit over the years before any of this happened, this has just brought it to a head. You know, this is just kind of, you know, made them think really, really deeply about whether they should be aligned with the, with the community or not. And actually, those that don't feel like they belong or don't feel like, like, like CrossFit is aligned with their own values, it's, it's, I think we as CrossFitters and as, as a collective are probably better off without those people in the community because they're the ones that probably criticise and complain and, 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 you know, have issues with it. And ultimately, it's just... You know, we, we just want to, it's all, it's about the affiliate owners, right? It's about the affiliate owners and it's about the gyms and the communities. And you're absolutely right. Like those people that don't know anything about CrossFit, the brand and what it's doing, like that's kind of part of the point, right? It should just be the, the people that you interact with in the gym on a daily basis, the coaches, the people, the friendships that you make, the fitness that you, you know, you gain and, and, and how that impacts your life outside and, uh, We've tried our best not to politicize it and get caught up into any of that sort of stuff. It's all about just our community. And our, you know, And I've been encouraging other affiliate owners to don't look outwards to what to do. Look inwards to your community. Look inwards to your people. Um, look inwards to yourself and, and then make decisions based on that. And, and on the whole, most affiliates are staying. But like I said, that some, some are affiliating because um, CrossFit ha- that, that some, some gyms have de-affiliated because not because of any tweet or any email but because crossfit hadn't addressed the black lives matters and they feel very strongly about that issue and um you know if that's how they feel and they feel strongly about it then good for them like they're sticking by what they what they uh what they believe and 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 um you know no one can criticize them yeah i think it's i mean i don't want to sound like shacks and go all conspiracy theory but um (laughs) I just think in general, in life in general at the moment, because of social media, because everyone has a voice and some people like to really scream and shout and they have a platform that allows them to do that. I just feel like it doesn't matter what it is. Like this is one example, but, you know, it could be any cause, any protest, any campaign that that happens over the last year or into the next two, three years. You're kind of like 
you know, you're going to have a company that stays silent and is criticized for staying silent. You're going to have a company that speaks up, but then is, you know, then is criticized because, well, you're saying this, but your actions over the last 10 years reveal that, you know, this is more a PR stunt than a genuine feeling for whatever this, you know, and I'm not using the Black Lives Matter thing now. I'm just saying in general, any cause, you know, it might be some other cause and a company that kind of has demonstrated through their business practice that they don't really do this, but because it's trending on Twitter or on Instagram, they're making loads of posts about it and people will, you know, call them out for that. So you're in a very, it's a very dangerous situation, no matter what you do. Yeah. And then again, each individual, like who do you follow on Twitter and Instagram? Because whoever you follow is also going to influence what you see as the 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 trend, what's happening. Like you made a statement a second ago, the majority of affiliates are staying, right? Yeah. If you follow certain sort of social media accounts, that might not be the impression you're getting because you know you're just hearing, oh, it was two hundred on day one now it's up to a thousand now it's up to two thousand two thousand sounds like a large number when no one is saying you know two thousand out of fifteen thousand yeah so you kind of unless you're really someone who's doing the research you're just going to kind of eat up whatever you're being told by whoever you choose to follow and maybe you're following people who you know i would assume you're following people whose values and opinions align more closely with yours but that does kind of build those little echo chambers where people are just all saying the same thing on both sides of the argument. Uh, it's it's nice to maybe try and find that middle ground and uh, and and assess. You know, I, I don't think anybody. That's probably not true, is it? There's always going to be someone, but I don't think anyone is defending what was said. Like, but the the the, the kind of the two opinions doesn't seem to be this was right or this was wrong. It's okay. Moving forward, what do we do? And there are people that don't want to have anything to do with it anymore. And then there are a lot of people that are saying, well, we still love what was made and what we had and everything that's great, but we're not happy with the current situation. We want to see change. And then as change is coming out, again, you're getting this sort of divided reaction because I I can't help but feel like every change that comes down the line, people are just pointing to the change that didn't happen. (laughs) Right. So it's like, Oh, you've done this, but what I wanted was that. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine that things take time to to happen. Things are moving incredibly fast. Don't get me wrong. Change is coming daily. So probably by the time we put this out, there will have been another 10 changes that we had don't mention or we didn't know about, or at least I didn't know about. But I'd kind of like to know then in general in the UK, what's the feeling that you're getting? What are people's concerns and what's happening to address those? No, for sure. Um, and I, I will dive into that. But before I do, I think there's some, just to give you some insights from HQ and the working around the Black, Black Lives Matter. So ironically, the guy, Jonathan Haynes, who runs social media for CrossFit, is a black man and he feels very, very strongly about Black Lives Matters um, and, 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 and that what's going on in America. And this thing is way bigger in America and probably in the UK than it is in the rest of the world. And so actually, from a CrossFit perspective, you know, there's a, I speak to my colleagues in Italy and Germany and France, and it is, you know, there's undertones of this being a problem, but it is predominantly, you know, US, UK, Brazil to a certain degree. So, but, you know, the CrossFit's way of doing things is that there's so many brilliant minds and intelligent people, they would have debated the right way 
to approach it and a lot of the time it becomes a paralysis by analysis because they back and forth and they debate it and they get really deep on the subject and they also just don't want to do like an obvious like oh let's just do a black post or something like that you know and sometimes that bites them in the butt because that the slow reaction that does comes back to hurt them because they think that that because they've not responded and they've not come out with something they, they you know we prefer to listen and, and listen to the community what they're saying what the general consensus is before we act on stuff i mean i think sometimes you know we get criticized for that and then it's something that we we're, we're reviewing and and you know trying to figure out and it's i don't think that there's uh there's not there's not you know you can speak to any black member of the community or bank member of the community there isn't a, a racism issue within crossfit but i think we can do a lot more to encourage more equality and more diversity and that's something that we're taking very very seriously i think it's something that every company whether it's john lewis tesco's you know crossfit you know one good thing to come from everything that's happened recently is that people are waking up and really delving into the past and and taking you know, a hard look at themselves and, and recognizing that there does need to be some reforms there does need to be some change and um, we, we are open and, and um, we, yeah, we've openly acknowledged that and that's something that we need to do. Like you said, change takes time though. And so we're having multiple conversations with as many people in the BAM community as we possibly can to figure out how we best approach it. And uh, one little nugget that Dave shared with us yesterday on a call, Dave Castro, was uh, who's now the new CEO, was that, you know, how do, how do we approach it? What's the best way to do it? Well, we need some external people to come in and review our processes and what we do from an equality and diversity perspective at CrossFit. Um, but also w- what we can do, the action that we can take is we're going to go into communities that aren't in a position to be able to pay for a level one, which is the, the first certification that you do as a, as a CrossFit trainer. And we're going to go in and deliver those free of charge for those people that wouldn't be able to do that in the, you know, in the, in their current situation. And uh, that's just one example of what we're going to do moving forward. And I'm really excited to see how, you know, initially, Initially, like half of the affiliates in the world are in the US. And so initially, we're, we're tackling that first and foremost. But then, you know, my role is I can take what work is working well in the US and, and apply it to the UK. So I'm really excited about some of the reforms that we're going through, but also some of the things and some of the value that we can deliver to the, the people that are um, lived in deprived areas or have not had the same opportunities as, as the rest of us. So, so that's that. I also want to address like, you know, at the moment, we're in this perfect storm online, right? We've been locked up for three months. People haven't got a lot to do. People are frustrated. People are upset. Something like um, what happened to George Floyd, it happened. You know, it's a perfect storm. And people are upset, and rightly so. Um, but I think people are more vocal online, and they're more divisive online because of this kind of, because of the the, the environment that the pandemic has created and because of everything that's happened um, over the last three months and it's really you know it's i find it sad i, f- I feel like it's a, it's a bit of you know i think we're all suffering from a little bit of mental, mental illness really and just what social media has become and created over, over it just seems very very um it just seems very very divisive it just seems very toxic and you know i think we've there's always been that argument about social media and whether it's been a positive thing or a negative thing and you know, there are a lot of positives but at the moment it just feels like the negatives are outweighing the the positives because of, of people's behaviors and how they're acting on, online and and I know this is probably a bit off topic, but I think it does frame everything that's happened and, and, and people's reactions and, and wider reaction. I think it does. It's important to kind of address. Yeah. And I, I think like to that to that degree as well, like, again, you know, I, I like to 
to take things because obviously this is sensitive and this is you know you do say the wrong thing here and it can you know incite a lot of emotion when you can take it and apply it just to another example that is less emotionally charged you can kind of see at least the principle behind it and i think well like to your point there with the the social media and what gets traction uh, it goes back to like our discussion of crossfit itself right crossfit's dangerous crossfitters do stupid insane things to kill themselves because that video of someone doing you know a snatch on a balance board while juggling fire trends gets more hits and therefore gets put into people's kind of search feeds and things like that a lot more than somebody very slowly increasing you know the numbers to try and pr their snatch right because that's not entertaining Somebody doing a perfect air squat, you know, yeah. in just their normal gym clothes, like compared to, yeah, exactly, like somebody trying to do a muscle-up back flip into a you know, handstand walk. So Exactly. So that, and that's, again, what we're seeing. Like anybody who, you know, if, if Joe Public puts out quite a kind of just, oh, this is how I'm feeling. I'm not sure about this and I'm not sure about that. These are the questions I have. Maybe four or five likes on his post and that's all that's going to get seen. Whereas obviously a big name says something or somebody says something incredibly divisive or um, purposefully triggering that's just gonna trend right that's that's the way it works uh, and, and, it, and it's difficult to to have an informed opinion and then also the people that are maybe giving you information to help you inform your opinion are they necessarily you know someone who's very good at exercising which means they you know an, an, a top athlete and that means they have the sponsors and then they have the following at what point in their life did being really good at exercising qualify them to speak out on maybe issues that have not actually affected them in their life up until that point and and it's kind of like you know maybe the people you know you want to listen to the experts right the the people that can affect change or do things and that's across the board with anything isn't it like you know celebrities have been giving people advice for years based on the fact that they're good at acting or good at singing or something like that when maybe instead of you know seeing what what was that celebrity's diet go and speak to a health professional or to you know somebody who's in the fitness space and maybe ask them what would be a good diet not a celebrity like it just doesn't make sense no and it you know yeah, it's, it's, it's a deep, broad... My sweep. social media rant over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. But, you know, even the platforms are just... Sad. You've got the best neuroscientists in the world working for these companies because they are so big and they pay so much money. Designing the whole thing to keep you on the platforms and to, to encourage that behavior, right? Because that's how they have more eyeballs on the platform to generate more ad ad and ad um, revenue, etc. It's a, it's a real... It's a real you know, perfect storm at the moment. So anyway, stepping back to, I think, you know, it is, you know, completely off topic, but it, it does, it's really important to kind of understand how we've got to this point, you know, and, um, you know, but also learning from that and, and, you know, how we learn by learning from that, we can move forward. And, and, um, and to, to your point about, you know, what, like this perfect storm, I, I was just thinking, you know, we've talked a bit about like the local community and then the kind of CrossFit, the global community and how, majority of crossfitters in the past probably didn't know who glassman was didn't care what's going on at hq that may also have shifted a degree during this lockdown because before if i wanted my kind of crossfit fix i'd go to the gym i'd do my workout i'd spend a bit of time chatting around the whiteboard before and after 
and like there I've, I've done it now I've had my CrossFit for the day go about my life and not being able to do that means probably more we've been on social media looking at CrossFit related topics and so our community and that hasn't been focused on our local community very much because our local community is locked down so we're not seeing much that they're doing meaning we've been seeing more the global side of CrossFit and I'm wondering if that has influenced people as well because now you're reacting three months later not so much on on your local community but a lot more on a global community or on a community based in America that perhaps you are not even really a part of normally um I don't know just food for thought so it's interesting you mentioned like what they're doing in America I think that's interesting because that's another criticism I've seen leveled against CrossFit is as soon as a change has been like in America we're doing this oh, okay in America but what about the rest of the world um yeah. but I, I I like the idea of America is like a litmus test that it's kind of here's an example let's try it because at the same time it might not work right just because you put a plan into action doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work so I think it's better that you try it in one area uh, admittedly a very big area America and you see what works and what doesn't and then you bring over what does work to the UK for example yeah. uh, as opposed okay. to trying everything at the same time globally and I don't think it always has to work that way. I don't think it has to, I don't think it has to be like um, tested in America before it can go kind of global. I think it's just right now, Dave, Dave's priority, Dave Castro's priority, the new CEO is right. He wants to fix the equality and diversity kind of issue within CrossFit, not the issue, but the shortcomings, I guess. And also, you know, one of the big criticisms of CrossFit is it doesn't communicate with his, affiliate owners well enough you know this is, you will get a christmas card you know we'll have maybe a couple of emails around the open etc but that's really it and um i think crossfitters would love to affiliate owners sorry would would love to just get some foresight before they hear it on the morning chalk up right or before they hear it in some media outlet like they, they hear it and i hear it when i see it like you know on social media and and they've already and, and they, last night they announced that they're going to have community representatives in each in in, in regions within uh, America. Again, so they'll have um, I think there's about 14, 15 different. They've carved up America into different pieces, and they'll have affiliate owners who will be a representative for that area, basically, and they can speak to CrossFit and feedback to CrossFit. And and I've seen that and I've seen the criticism already online about. Or well, what about the rest of the world? And actually what people don't realise is, well, there's me in the UK and there's Ricardinho in Brazil and there's Leon in China and Daniel in France and, and et cetera. So there's country managers, actually, we are on the ground and we, we're already doing that from an international level, um, which then brings us back to CrossFit's lack of, um, you know, his ability to communicate and how it has communicated. And, you know, we probably could have done a better job of telling people that there are there is an international program and there are country managers and this is what we're doing in those communities and how we're supporting the affiliates and that's something that we've done a really poor job of in the past as well you know i've had lots of people saying well, we should do you know we should support this charity um campaign or support this and then they don't know that the crossfit foundation exists and the crossfit foundation have been doing amazing work for charitable causes for a very very long time and we've not we've not done a good enough job of telling the community and telling the world 
all the good things that we do because we're not that type of we don't want to be that type of brand where we're showing off and saying hey look at all this good work we do but i think there needs to be a balance and there is you know we all understand in the company that there just needs to be a balance we just need to re recalibrate what that balance looks like basically so um again just some insights into you know feeding back into some of the things that you said but also some of the information that i've been receiving over the last uh, couple of days yeah, i imagine that's a hard uh, tightrope to walk as well because you know there are things that you have been doing up until this point but maybe not mentioned it's very difficult to mention them now without coming across as trying to hide you know oh don't look at the big thing over here look look over here we've been doing this and it's a shame isn't it whereas if you know obviously hindsight's 2020 isn't it so if you know thinking about well if we had been a little bit more active in showing what we are doing on a on a grander scale then there would be you know it wouldn't seem odd to point at it now whereas now it can seem almost deflective right like oh, i'm trying to, to 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 push you over there i think with your country rep thing you've mentioned yeah that i, I mean I'm, I'm thinking the only way i knew about it apart from obviously knowing you uh, but like knowing what was going on in france and italy for example uh, i mean italy i lived in italy for a long time so it was you know obviously interesting to know what was going on there but it was probably when they were interviewed back in the day on the cross on the crossfit podcast yeah um, and i mean that hasn't been around for a long time yeah um, but yeah that's the only way i knew about this is I, i'm pretty sure they had at least italy france and brazil i want to say were is that where crossfit punk is that's in brazil isn't it brazil yeah ricardinho yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, those those three were on uh, at different spain, times and, and spain with nat and germany with mac as well so yeah okay They're great podcast you can still go back and listen to the crossfit podcast and listen to those country managers and they'll give you some insights they've all got um, amazing stories in their own right but also um they can give you a little insight into what we do as country managers as well but i think like another thing to okay apart from you mentioned obviously like china which is massive but it's that thing of you thinking, yeah, okay, yeah, you've got a country manager, but you know, here we're talking of America being really carved up, and that's gonna. But America's a big place, so carving up a piece of America makes it the size of the UK, right? If you know what I mean. It so it's not like that it's going to be a real kind of one person to five box sort of situation. It's yeah. just leveling the playing field there to be comparable, comparable to what it is in the uk and france and yeah. italy and spain um which you know makes sense and again it's probably something that should have happened at the same time they installed country managers maybe but again it's only when you know all of this falls apart that you kind of can look back and think oh yeah this would have been a good a good solution back then sort of thing yeah and and and, and i think you know in in in, in greg glassman's head he you know he believed that he's giving affiliate owners his 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 you know his life's work here's my life's work here's my brand go and use it however you want you pay a very small fee it's not a lot of money and you can do with it what you like and we'll be completely hands off we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you how to run your business would you do it how you do and we'll try and support you as best we can but my my argument my, you know when my, we spoke to greg last week and it all kicked off we had a great kind of conversation very open um, very emotional actually and and I, I i i kind of explained to him from my perspective that if we all wanted to be completely sole independent business owners we wouldn't be aligned with crossfit we wouldn't be associated with something much much bigger but we want to be part of crossfit we want to be a part of that global community and therefore i think as as a as a as a, as a brand and as crossfit we we probably do need to just 
you know, serve the affiliates a little bit more, communicate them with a little bit more, not, not a lot, you know, it's still a, a, an affiliation model. And we, I think that's something that we need to do. Lots of people are going to be asking for the world now. And uh, it's still making sure that it's that, that clear line in the sand and the, and the boundaries are still there because we're not a franchise. If we were a franchise, then yeah, here's your, here's your SOPS plan. Here's your operation plan. Like here's all, how you do this. Da, 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 here's this, you know, but it's not that like franchises are, 25 grand up to 100 grand like crossfit is a couple of grand so it's completely different i think you know affiliate owners still need to understand that but like again every friday now affiliate owners are going to get an email from crossfit hq basically summarizing what's happened in the week latest news shining a light on who the staff are at hq and showing the diversity in there again you know it's, it's a double-edged sword because you're showing the diversity that there is an hq and the people in the hq which you know that opens them to criticism but if they don't do it and then they're open to criticism for for not not having the diversity so but you know we've got to overcome if people are still going to criticize then people are gonna like crossfit has had very thick skin up until now and we'll continue to have that thick skin but we'll probably be able to do more we, we've lit we're listening to the community and we're i think what, what was important to point out as well is we're not we're not unaware of how we can improve and how we can get better. Like that is, everyone's coming to me with all these ideas. And in, in all due respect, I, I've been an affiliate owner for almost like 12 years. I know what CrossFit shortcomings are and how they can improve. And it's not a lot. It really isn't. But I know those, those little things will make a huge Im- impact and have, you know, make a massive uh, difference to the community, which, which makes me really exciting because under Dave's leadership, he's, you know, I've, I've, I've been, I've been blown away by what he's been able to achieve and what he's done in literally a week, uh, less than a week. Um, he's been in charge like five days as CEO. Yeah, everything he's done has ticked the box for me and has shown that we are listening to community. And, you know, because in, in the past, CrossFit has been a little bit like, you know, like it or lump it. If it's our way or the highway, you know, put up or shut up. And I feel like we are, without losing identity and losing that edginess, we are rounding and softening around the edges a little bit and i think that's the right it's finding the right balance and recalibrating and just not losing our identity and losing the people that you love us for all the things that that crossfit do and fighting you know um big big pharma and um, you know the food industry and and all the corruption which is in in science and our political systems um but also, you know, looking backwards to the community and making sure that we're supporting them and serving them as best we possibly can. That makes sense. I'm, I'm rambling a bit today, James. No, that's all right. It's it's a diff- difficult subject to, to to talk around. I, I guess a, a couple of not quick questions, but a few few things I just like, uh, kind of on record, I suppose. Is that is, you, you've obviously spoken with Dave since he's been appointed as CEO, right? Uh, so I have a couple of questions about that. Just because, again, the portrayal through social media, through retweets and opinion pieces are presented as news as opposed to opinion pieces. At the moment, from speaking with Dave, and this is an opinion piece because this is your opinion, but from speaking with Dave Castro in his role as CEO, for him at the moment, what is his priority? I think the two issues that I said about is the, the rectifying the diversity and equality uh, internally first and foremost you know as a company but then what are we doing in the wider community to support that and also improving the communication with the affiliates they're the two things that are you know it's top priority at the moment and i know their priorities because they're the things that he's addressed first he also needs to restructure the team you know he's left the training team to step in as ceo um, and there's a there's a few execs that are 
either stepped away or have moved into different seats, etc. So he's kind of juggling that piece as well and trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, he's also got the games that he's trying to figure out and, uh, you know, try and deliver. And they've, they've pushed the date back to kind of mid to late August now. So that is in the background, but I think he's going to have much he's going to have much less involvement in the games moving forward because he's now stepped into the role of CEO. Things that aren't, I mean, and those aren't my opinions. Those are factual things that I've seen and I've observed. Other things that are factual and, and not just my opinion is that he is he has showed empathy. He is so aware of what the company needs to move forward and improve. Um, and he is listening and taking in as much information as he possibly can. Uh, he, he, he suggests that he's taking a bit of a, it's a bit of a um, fire, um, uh, fire, uh, shoot, aim approach or shoot. Yeah, shoot. All right. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's, he, he, you know, he's, he's having to move quickly because there is a certain unrest in the community that we need to address but there are other things that will take time and, and you've alluded to that it's not it's not going to be overnight um and, and all i'm trying to do is uh, in my role is just communicate as much as i can cross that trying to communicate as much as they possibly can just to to keep people informed and 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 it gives it gives the affiliate owners something to to you know to to, to deliver to their own members as well and, and feedback down the chain because everybody wants to know and everybody wants to be informed and know what's going on basically okay and the reason i ask because uh, you've actually alluded also to the games is that obviously there have been posts and things mentioned about the games mm-hmm. and again i see whenever something gets talked about the games it's kind of like you know who cares about the games at the moment when there's this much bigger problem and, and all you're focused on is the games and you know that's why i'm asking you well what do you think he's focused on and your first two points had nothing to do with the games they were the communication and the diversity issues mm-hmm. as opposed to and you know the games is just there so obviously you have to address it it's there but that's not first and foremost what he's working on so that's you know good reassuring to to hear that my my second then question would be in your observation as the uk country manager what have you seen as the reaction for the majority to the changes that have come through so far and perhaps changes they've heard rumblings about but haven't yet seen uh, are people embracing the the efforts are they feeling this isn't enough I, I don't know what's the the general consensus for for the majority of people at least here in the uk yeah well i might have already said it before but every everyone's line in the sand is different right um and uh on the whole and i'm just looking at the numbers right i'm just looking at the affiliates that are still around and still affiliating um we i've probably lost about 10 to 15 affiliates officially like officially they've de-affiliated they've not now everyone's affiliation date is slightly different so ours is in october every year for bath and um in uh trowbridge it's uh april i think and so every year you have you you, you know you, and i said this at the beginning you should have this constant dialogue of whether you should affiliate or whether you shouldn't affiliate based on the brand and whether you're aligned etc and so you know we won't really know the the fallout of this probably 12 months when people's affiliation comes up um and um you know because you know some of the figures that you were talking about earlier you alluded to like 2000 affiliates to affiliate they're just people who've just put a post on their social media to make a stand that they don't agree with what greg's done that doesn't mean they've actually technically de-affiliated and 
I have conversations every day at the moment with affiliates that are, they've maybe done that, but they realize that they were just trying to stand up for what they believe in. They were trying to drive some change. They're seeing that the change has happened now. And so they, they want to stick by CrossFit and they, they, they want to remain an affiliate. So on the whole, it's not been a max, mass exodus. It really hasn't. Um, and obviously a lot of the mainstream media in CrossFit anyway comes from America. And it is a, it is a big problem over there, but CrossFit, uh, you know, four or five years ahead of us over there. It's been around for a lot longer. And um, the social unrest and the political division over there as well, from the left to right, is, which is being kind of manufactured over there, is far greater than over here. So a lot of the issues that you see that are happening over here aren't reflected over here. Um, and there is a small minority that are shouting very loud for change and um, you know they and they feel like that and you know that's the decision but there's a massive minority there's a massive majority silent majority that just focusing on their gyms all they want to do is get open again you know they work entirely to do to get the gym organized get, you know understand how it's going to work with social distancing all that sort of stuff they don't really care what's going on and out there all they're doing is focusing on the community and that's what i would encourage you know, affiliate owners to do. Don't worry about what's happening ex out you know, and the you know outside of your own community. Just focus on internally and what what they're doing, and um, you know, serve your community because they're the ones that are the most important. And um, so yeah, so 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 on the whole, like people people are still unsure, and they'll you know by what I've been saying to them as well as like you've got your if your affiliation is not to October, you've got to October to make a decision. So just don't don't make any knee jerk reactions. What What's been sad is a lot of people have made knee-jerk reactions because they felt pressured by external influences, whether it's an athlete, whether it's like a really influential kind of business owner or whatever. And, and people have just kind of, it's that kind of herd mentality where people have kind of, you know, just felt scared and wasn't really sure what to do. And, you know, nothing was coming from CrossFit, so they weren't really, you know, so they kind of done that, made that decision. But I think people now, things are calming down and, you know, the dust is starting to settle and they're starting to see the change and it's real positive change. And it's, you know, it's unprecedented change that not happened in the past. CrossFit released a statement last week and it was very, very relieving, you know, revealing on the direction they want to take. Like CrossFit don't admit they make mistakes, right? They just don't do it. They'll just turn the comments off on social media or something. And, and you know, whereas they've been very, very open and transparent about where they understand the shortcomings are and what they need to improve. That was followed up with an email from Dave on Friday, again, highlighting the, the three key things, better communication. We, we, treat, we should treat ourselves internally as a team and externally with our affiliates better. Um, you know, some really, really revealing stuff that's unprecedented in the CrossFit scene. And that's, that's what's giving affiliates hope. And, and hopefully the work that I'm doing, communicating, stuff that i know is is having an impact and um i really feel like we're turning the tide and, and and everyone's just looking forward to getting open and training again you know and you said it earlier like if we were all training together and being with each other i don't think this would be as much of an issue as, as the fact that we're all just sat at home behind our keyboards with nothing better to do and getting frustrated that we can't be with each other in our boxes so i think it's a shame that you know obviously some maybe they want to stick with crossfit no matter what and the their issue, you know, has nothing to do with the stances that are being taken globally, politically, socially. Their problem is they haven't been allowed to open their gym for three months and they were maybe struggling to keep their heads above water when they were operating normally. And this has maybe been that final nail in, in the coffin for them kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's a really difficult time in general with the, the pandemic and the, you know, restrictions that are being forced 
through different government, you know, and different parts of the world have different restrictions and different requirements. And there's a lot of unknowns and unknowable, which yes, CrossFit famously prepares you for the unknown and unknowable, but you know, it doesn't always uh, mean you're going to come out of it as, as well as you'd hope really. Um, and that's, that's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a sad time in general, but that you can understand, as you said, why people's reactions become so strong. In, yeah. in in this situation well, coming out of it and we need to move forward and be positive and optimistic and you know start all work together and and be less divisive and start working together to come through this and and, and start you know turning the tides basically so i was going to ask but i think you've pretty much summed it up in in all your previous comments as well so you are very positive about the direction that crossfit is headed I think that's fair to say, right? And, and I guess it's it's true, isn't it, that you know often adversity and problems force change, but in a good way. So, you know, when especially like this wasn't a good thing to happen, no denying that. But if it results in a better thing to come out of it, then at least you can like look at that silver lining, can't you? Yeah. So I think that's maybe focus on that for now, people. <laughs> Instead of I would say you win, you win or learn, right? You 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 win you you are successful or you screw up and you learn from it and you providing you take action on the learning and then try and improve on that then you know you will never fail yeah and i think i guess there's a there's some other things quickly before you go that people might be wondering like i know people are think that dave's going to be greg's puppet right and dave's just going to do what greg wants and uh, it's just a smoke screen well everything i've seen so far that is not the case dave is doing what he thinks right by the community and dave is doing you know dave has got strong opinions with the games and uh, we had a sanctional meeting yesterday and it was very positive from my perspective you know dave uh, obviously was he he's, he's a fan of sanctionals and, and how that works and he sees the value that it brought you know he thinks it's quite it's quite hard for the fan to understand with the different like qualifying routes and stuff and so He's definitely going to look at that and try and improve on that. The CrossFit are definitely going to continue to do the open and only open, and they're definitely going to do the games and make them as best they possibly can, and actually, hopefully, actually get a bit more media around the games again. But I think what 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 you know the insights that I've got from that call was Dave is going to look at the old format, and he's going to look at the new format. And he's going to take the best bits from both and bind them together and make something that's actually going to be truly amazing and something that's going to be great for the sport. So those that are a fan of CrossFit the sport, you know, I'm I'm optimistic and really, really supportive of that. And then again, I have an influence, direct influence on that as a sanctional event as well. So, so yeah, just something, another little insight that, you know, people can hold on to. But I think people were, I think the fact that Dave is taking back control of the games and doing what he wants to do, because let, let's be honest, like for those that don't know, the changes that happened over the last two years were not Dave's decision. He was, you know, he'd built the games over 12 years and built this juggernaut, which people loved. And then Greg decided to change it and, um, it, you know, and flip it on his head. And Dave was probably upset by that because that was something that he built for 12 years. You know, but he, Dave never, you know, held a grudge against Greg for that or anything that he could see the logic of it. He could understand it. And now it's a case of like, well, let's take, like I said, the best of both, and let's try and bring it together and and build something that's um you know that can move the sport forward. So it's just interesting because you know there's a lot of this criticism about Dave talking about the games and like you know the games isn't important. That's not the issue at the moment. We're more concerned about this. Now that's you know arguably true. Games, its importance compared to other things going on, isn't as high. But if you are concerned that Dave is you know Glassman's puppet 
looking at what he does with the games gives you an insight into whether or not that's true, doesn't it? Because everybody knows how he felt about the games and people did know that he wasn't super happy about the changes. Mm -hmm. So when, if you see, Oh, look, as soon as he is in charge, he starts to get to work on this. You could see that as an indication of, well, look, then he is in charge. He does have freedom of thought, freedom to act. He's not being told what he's got to do. And that then transfers over to the bigger issues and the response he's having there. So I think dismissing the games outright as, oh, it's not important at the moment. Yes, in the grand scheme of things, people exercising fast is not as important, but it does give you a window into the the freedom of, of control that he does have. And if you have that fear that he is just being controlled and doing what he's told, that should be something you could look to as an indication of that not being the case. So I think that the news coming out about that does have relevance in the bigger picture. Yeah, don't get me wrong, Jace. Like we, 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 there are those of us internally have stuck around because we believe in the in the mission and what's going to go, you know, going forward. And you know, but we none of us knew whether you know it, it was going to be very hard to do my job if CrossFit didn't change and didn't you know try and improve and make things better. And we did live up to all the criticism that was out there. Like, and, and none of us really want that, but. I've seen complete opposite lives. Dave's leadership thus far has probably been almost flawless, to be honest. And um, I am really excited to see where he takes the company. You know, to be honest, like I, I didn't, I didn't know Dave. So my, my perception of him is really of what I've, I've seen on social media and his games announcements and that persona. But the, the Dave that I've been interacting with over the last couple of days is very different. Like, you know, it's, he, and he understands that he's in a different role now and he's got different responsibilities and different obligations. And so that is all being realised and, and something that, again, has given me huge optimism and excitement for, for, for what CrossFit can really truly become. So, And let's, be honest, let's, let's just say it wasn't that broken, right? It could be better and, and it's always going to be open to criticism with so many people around the world doing it. And I just think it's just a few, it's just a few tweaks. It's just putting out a few fires, gaining people's trust because people have lost trust in us. And that's absolutely understandable. It's gaining people's trust through our actions, though, not through our words. Because up until now, we've said all the right things. But until we, we actually act on those words, it's going to be hard. People are, are going to be on the fence and people are going to be unsure. And, and I've got no doubt in my mind that we are, you know, we are taking action and we'll continue to take action and, and um, you know, build a bright and beautiful future for uh, CrossFit. I think that's a nice uh, sentiment to, to end on with that <laughs> portion of the discussion. Things we didn't talk about that would have been great that maybe we have to do better perhaps next week, <laughs> maybe if you want to come back on or, or do it with, with Shax or Ed or someone, but we haven't talked about what's happening at the box locally with being able to do a few workouts outside now, some stuff that you've, you've hinted at some sanctional stuff that would be great to talk about as well, because obviously as restrictions start to lift there, things that people are looking to you know we just had rogue that was great so lots of fun stuff do you have time for a quick it will have to be quick shout out to a member that i 100 yeah, jace and just to that point in terms of like how we move out of lockdown like we're still aiming for that kind of 6th of july date i think hopefully and i've got a meeting with uh, ed and shacks today just to build a, a, a battle plan i guess of how we do that and how we approach it and uh, you know we're really excited to getting people back in i coached yesterday in the morning i loved it you just you know it was so good to see people like working out together and um, you know all the good stuff that, that comes with being part of the box and part of the gym so uh, so yeah i feel feel like yesterday was turning the corner actually and i feel like we're really you know i feel like we're starting to build momentum and learn some lessons and yeah there are some exciting down things down the path that i can probably hopefully share with you in the next couple of weeks so 
Okay. Well, look forward to that. I've got the, I'll be doing the workout tomorrow, which will have been Friday. So. On Friday, we did, that doesn't go unnoticed. We saw that. Yeah. Got a little crew in like it. Yeah. Uh, we've like resurrected the 8 p.m. crew. We've we've moved forward an hour, but we've yeah, nice. Hopefully the weather's, hopefully the weather's a bit better. I'm hoping the weather's pretty bad because then I can use that as an excuse for why I'm so terrible at working out. <laughs> anyway, shout out to a listener. It's a local member. Uh, we're going with Nick Scarden. Did yeah. you say his surname? I'm always on the fence about it, but I'm pretty sure. I uh, will go with that. Who, who, <laughs> who cares? He probably does. So Nick works out at Bath. What time does he usually train? You know, next time. He's either 7 o'clock or 10.30. Yeah, I, I, he's put 10.30. I've obviously only trained with him at 10.30 uh, back in the day when that used to be my time. Uh, and I'm pretty sure, he has he gone and done one of these outside the box ones? I feel like I've seen his... Yesterday. He did one with me yesterday. One with you yesterday. There we go. So unfortunately, he won't have been able to do his favourite movement, which is, this surprised me. Any guesses on his favourite movement? One squat? No, but well, it's, it's involved uh, a clean there you go. Yeah. Perfect. So, um, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was such a barbell fan, but there you he's go. Good, he's got a good squat. He's a good squat, I'd say. Talking of a barbell, his most hated movement? Deadlift. No, thruster. Oh, wow. Uh, and he said it's horrible anyway, so he's put the thruster out there. Sorry, Claire, I know you're on your campaign to have thrusters loved, but another one that hates it. So he's put thrusters, it's horrible anyway, and he has a dodgy wrist, so he struggles with the front rack. Uh, he said it can cause extra pain, pain if wrists not completely warmed up. Yeah. Nick, if you want the wrist to be fully warmed up by the time you do your thrusters, 8 p.m. That way you've had the whole day to warm up. That's, uh, <laughs> that's my secret. How did he find CrossFit? This is an interesting, interesting story. He said he stopped playing rugby due to injury and got into cycling, started competing, but it became too time consuming with a young family. He started doing weights in the gym, but it was pretty uninspiring. So, yeah. I think we've all been there. His wife liked one of Kerry Hughes's blogs on Facebook and it popped up in his news feed. So he read that. And as a result, he was keen to, to give CrossFit a go. He'd never heard of CrossFit, but it sounded just like what he was looking for. And that was February, 2017. Nice. I think that's interesting, right? Because that goes to our point of like, he's not somebody who had heard of Glassman had heard of, you know, this big global CrossFit community. He read a, a blog post from a CrossFitter, on Facebook and was like, oh, that sounds like something I'd like to do. Fun fact, this is this is an this is a great fun fact. So far this year, as of completing this form, I suppose, I have completed 3,316 strict pull-ups. He was telling me that his yeah. aim was 3,660 for the year, an average of 10 per day. It's impressive. Yeah. Doing them all in one day would be even more impressive, but doing them over the year is is still very <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Uh, so we always ask if like they want to put out a little shout out for their social media and things like that. So Nick is an independent financial advisor based mm -hmm. in Bath and Bristol, and he specializes in pensions and investments, as well as family and business protection. He's, I'm just reading what he's saying. So whether you'd like to review your pension investment and life insurance to ensure they are in the best place for you and are look, or, or are you looking to get started, he can help. Uh, if you like more information get in touch with him and we'll put links in the description as he's you know he said no obligation for a, you know, kind of a, an initial chat he also offers a 10 percent discount on initial fees for all crossfit bath and bridge members so um yeah, I, I and think, a little insight he's actually been helping me in the last like we did we were i was working with him just before lockdown actually and um he he's 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 actually been amazing and definitely going to take up his um 
his uh, services when we come out of lockdown and things stabilize and settle down a little bit but yeah he's amazing and uh, i would i couldn't couldn't recommend him enough excellent there you go high praise indeed so uh in the in the description of the notes you'll find all the links that you need there so thanks very much ollie and uh, thank you everyone for sticking around hopefully we covered some of the topics that people were interested in and we hopefully we didn't upset too many people that's the other yeah. <laughs> that's, we never want that do we we never want that so uh, thank you everyone and we'll see you all next week nice one jace